Thanks, Father Arnold. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a state of the parish address. Won't take too long, but uh, thanks for surrendering your homily time uh, to me so I could talk today, Arnold. So God bless you for that. Um, and welcome back. So happy to have you home, huh? Yes. Uh, this is the end of pro-life month, and uh, one of the things we did for pro-life uh, was to have the junior high kids in the school write an essay on pro-life. But Mrs. Cruz, the junior high religion teacher, she did it from the standpoint of radical solidarity, this idea of radical solidarity. And radical, radical solidarity means that I don't just tell somebody what to do or not to do, I help them. I enter into their life, their experience, their joy, sufferings, and I walk with them and I, I'm one with them. You know, for Christ, it's always about oneness, unity, coming together. So radical solidarity is like, and from a pro-life standpoint, is we, just, we don't tell them to have their baby. We say, uh, yes, that, but let me, let me help you. Let me walk with you. Let me share this with you so that it's easier for you. And not just before and during the pregnancy, but well after. Huh? That's, that's pro-life. That's radical solidarity. And we do that in a number of ways all the time. We don't even realize it. Well, one of the essays, because we have to pick a winner, and so we've been going through them, and, and one of the, and the I, this isn't the winner, but um, it had a great paragraph, and I'm just going to share it with you as an idea of what radical solidarity is. And so it says this, with the use of radical solidarity daily, it can bring about the best in us, our friends, our family, and our even strangers. Radical solidarity helps us to care, help, and understand things about other people. And as a Catholic teenager in today's very difficult society in a very difficult place to grow up, radical solidarity seems to fade into the background. We become egocentric and considerate and don't even stop to think about other people and their, and their problems. Radical solidarity shows us that we can care for other people and make their lives better, and that makes all the difference in the world. That's one of our eighth graders. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, but given that, uh, you know, last year we did our, my talk and you guys were extremely generous in your response. A lot of the inflationary pressures and COVID stuff and, and some of that's still there, uh, but you guys stepped up in a major way. Um, our, you know, our weekly offertory increased significantly and we're, I'm very, very grateful for that. Uh, we set a goal for ourselves of 54-5 every week and more often than not we hit it. Um, our average, like this last month or so, was like 52. Again, an amazing number. And so when I, I talked to a few parishioners that I'm going to be giving this talk today, just kind of give a state of the parish, but also maybe to say, um, so we can do extra things and plan for future things, we go from 54.5 as our goal to 57.5 as a goal, 3,000 3, more a week uh, for the whole parish. You know, tell me, tell me what you think about that. And so they wrote me some emails. And one of them, there's a guy that wrote this. Uh, his response to this talk, or his advice to me in this talk today. He goes, this is the question that everybody's going to have on their mind. Quote, the parishioners contribute 50000 a week. That's a lot of money. The parish should be able to function well with that money. We should be thankful and use our money wisely. There are many worthwhile causes and many needs beyond St. Patrick. Why should we give more money to you? That's a really good question. And let's, let's uh, like dive into that a little bit and answer it. Um, yes, we are very grateful. 
And I think with the parish council, finance council, and our, and our staff and our business managers, we, we do try to use our money wisely. And, and there are many things beyond St. Pat's that, re, that demand attention, need attention, radical solidarity demands that we attend to those things. So what, what is so important? What are, where, where are our priorities to make Jesus first and unlock the deepest desires of the human heart so as to make uh, disciples of all of us? How are we doing that? So well, well, it's our future, first of all. That's where our focus should be. Uh, it's, yes, it's you, but it's the young people sitting here and who aren't here. That's our future. They're the ones who are going to fill these pews a generation from now, and they're going to be the ones who are going to be in ministry and who are worshiping and getting their kids baptized and raising families. And they're the ones who are going to be uh, putting money in the offertory. How do, we, how do we serve that group so that they know that they are loved? Our youth ministry program is the biggest in the diocese. It's the, it's the biggest, certainly, in this area, and we have a lot of kids that come to it. Uh, what's the primary focus of our youth ministry program? To walk with them in radical solidarity by giving them a program where, through adult mentors, we have a huge adult mentor uh, team, they encounter somebody who loves Christ and loves them that's other than their parents. Because, as we all know, statistics say when that happens, they're going to stay and practice their faith more than likely. Uh, we're building that future. Uh, we're trying to provide for them. Uh, we have our biggest uh, confirmation program that we've ever put on right now and the biggest confirmation retreat we've ever done coming up in January. That takes a commitment and it takes an expenditure of the parish because the kids are worth it. We have uh, uh, the biggest great school in the diocese. It's bigger than Marmion, it's bigger than Aurora Central, it's bigger than St. Ed's, it's bigger than any Catholic high school in the diocese, bigger than any grade school in the diocese, and it's bigger than a lot of other schools, just public schools. Uh, it's a huge commitment on this parish, on, on, on the part of this parish. It always has been. This school, this parish, loves the grade school, and it loves what we're able to to, to do with those kids raising up a future. But the the grade school is the biggest biggest budget item in in uh, the parish. Grade school, religious ed, youth ministry, our biggest expenditures, and that's all the young people. Um, that grade school. Uh, requires a 30% subsidy. In other words, 30% of our weekly collection goes to pay for the grade school. And nobody ever complains about it because we love that school. But the diocese says our subsidy should be 20. All right, well, we've been violating that for, for many years. All right, but then they say, come on, work on it, work on it, get that number lower. How do you, get, how do you reduce that subsidy? Well, uh, you cut costs, which we have been doing, uh, but you can't cut too deeply there. Uh, but we have been doing it. Uh, you increase tuition, which we have been doing, even though we pride ourselves in providing a very affordable tuition rate. Our tuition is lower than anybody else's in the area. And then, so, raise tuition, which we've done, but the only other area then is to grow the collection so that the percentage that we give to the school is less than 30 and maybe 25. If we can just work towards that, that would be great. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be responsible stewards. All right, so in addition to youth ministry, we're trying to do a lot of uh, formation and programming with the, with the parish to make disciples, to unlock the deepest desires of the human heart, to make Jesus first. We had that uh, awesome Eucharistic conference this last August. We had a lot of people come, not just from this parish, from all over, because nobody else was doing anything like it. And we had, you know, Bishop Malloy was here, and Bishop Lestecki, another speaker. We gave free lunch. We didn't charge for anything. It was a huge commitment of the parish to the Eucharist and to our community, and it was very successful. Bishop Malloy came, 
He was supposed to come for one talk at one o'clock. He gave the talk and he said, hey, I think I'm going to stick around. What else do you want me to do? I said, well, why don't you do the holy hour? I was going to do it. Why don't you do it? So he did the holy hour. He walked around with the monstrance and blessed people all over the church. Uh, he, and then he said, you know what? I think I'm going to stay and, and, and do your four o'clock mass. Is that okay? I said, anything you want. Of course you can say the four o'clock mass. And he did. And it was awesome to have him here. And then he says, well, uh, what's for dinner? <laughs> so he came over to the house and we had dinner. It was fantastic. So uh, again, things like that get people so excited. In this Lent, we have something called the Un Unbound, which is a healing conference. Uh, so many of us uh, experience things and we have deep wounds that we carry with us that affect how we act and treat other people. And the whole purpose of Unbound and Neil Lozano and this group that's coming is to help us identify what those, those deeper wounds are and ask the Lord and the Holy Spirit for healing so we can be free to act and be Jesus the way he wants us to be with, is with joy. So we're going to have this huge healing conference coming up during Lent. That costs a lot of money, and is, but it's important to set people free, to give them joy, to bring them healing in our life. Isn't that what we're supposed to be in terms of radical solidarity? Yeah, and then also we're starting a... Or just in the beginning plan, uh, stages of having a huge men's conference here over a couple days for men from all over the area, Catholic, non-Catholic, doesn't matter. We're going to have a huge conference for men for fraternity and spirituality and encounter with the Lord so they can be better men, better dads, better fathers, better husbands. Uh, so that's coming up sometime next year. Again, a great commitment on, on, on the part of the parish and time and resources. So that 50,000, that 52, or the 54.5 and hopefully 57.5, it goes towards all sorts of creative things and programming, goes towards our youth and the school and youth ministry and religious ed, but it also goes towards just paying the bills and keeping the lights on. This is nine buildings on this campus, or on two campuses, and a lot of maintenance, and so it's, it's for that as well. But beyond that, it's, it's kind of exciting. We're in the beginning stages of uh, a conversation with the Diocese Finance Council Parish Council of uh, a, a pretty significant uh, refreshment and re renovation of the Crane Road campus. Uh, nothing's been done in the church significantly since it was built 30, over 30 years ago when Monsignor Dempsey built it. So the same carpet, same pews, same sanctuary. So we're going to new carpet, refurbish the pews. We're going to uh, update the sanctuary, uh, you know, just kind of make it look uh, better and lovelier and, you know, just... Like, this is for you, Jesus. Uh, we're going to replace the lights because they're terrible. Um, we're we're going to put, we're just, I just signed a contract last week to put in looping, or a loop, because we don't have it, a looping system in this church so people that, with hearing devices can actually plug into the sound system and hear, finally hear something. Uh, so that's coming next week. And uh, we were going to do it right this fall, but we ran out of time, and now we can't, so we're going to wait till the spring, but we're going to replace the concrete all from the, from, uh, the doors to the street because uh, it's all breaking up and people are falling and it's dangerous in the winter. So uh, we'll work through that, but in the spring we're going to new pad and it's going to be just like downtown with a heated pad under it so that uh, it melts and people don't fall in the winter time. And besides, it needs to be replaced because it's, it's breaking up and it looks terrible. Um, so that, um, in addition to that, new carpet, new pews. Uh, we're looking at Dempsey. How do we refurbish that, make it more accessible, bigger, uh, handle more things? We're thinking about a dedicated youth space and meeting space. We're definitely going to replace the bathrooms because that's an issue that uh, a lot of people struggle with, when we, especially when we have a lot of people here. Our bathroom situation is terrible. 
uh, and we do the best we can, but we can do better, especially in terms of hospitality and welcoming people. And then finally, we got to replace the parking lot. Uh, and when we do replace the parking lot, how do we reconfigure it in a way that doesn't cause people uh, to sin on Sunday when they try to leave the parking lot? So, <laughs> so that's a lot of stuff, and that's exciting. And, and so, again, you're making it possible for us to do this. And, and so the bigger part of the, that extra 3000 a week goes towards savings. We want to start saving a lot more money. That's the principal reason, to save money so that we can have a nice seed, uh, a nest egg, uh, for these projects as they come about. And also the diocese looks at that and said, they're already saving for these things. Of course we're going to let them go ahead and, and begin some of these projects. Now, finally, uh, I'm running back and forth. Um, between parishes, or uh, yeah, and I have to do. I have to go downtown in a second. So, but finally, uh, diocesan stewardship. Uh, last year it was 270. We've hit 270. We and we made last year's goal, but this year's goal is 280. But the thing about last year is that we went well over. We did over 200 or 330 thousand, and all that extra money went into savings. And so I'd like us to be able to at least meet our goal. We're 10,000 short. So if you haven't given to DSA yet, please do so. There's envelopes back there, or you can go online. All I ask is, and it's simple, whatever you did last year, just do that. So if, you, if you're going to give but haven't yet, you gave already, thank you. If you didn't do anything, let's get some skin in the game and at least put a little towards it to say, I'm in this with everybody. Because what we don't, what we don't raise, the diocese is going to take from us anyways. Uh, so DSA, just wanted to mention it. Thank you already. We're so close. And then uh, in addition to uh, some of the other things I mentioned, we are trying to raise money in other areas. Our grants, we've been applying for grants all over the place. We applied for a grant for the grade school for our reading program from grades one through five for five years, and we got that grant. So our, our, our reading program for our grade school kids from K through five is already paid for for the next five years. That's amazing. Uh, we also applied uh, for, for a grant through the state of Illinois for safety, and we got that, $350,000 worth. The government's giving to us to do safety projects to enhance and maintain and create uh, a more safe uh, uh, campus here in the school and in downtown. So uh, that's, that's a, it's a major thing. We've also had a huge influx of money for our Guardian Angel scholarships and Empower Illinois, and your participation in that has allowed us to fund scholarships for a lot of school families. So brothers and sisters, there's a lot going on, and all I can tell you is that I'm grateful. Oh, one last thing. When you go on uh, your online giving, hopefully to increase it just a little bit for this year, uh, there's a tab there that says uh, um, processing fee, and nobody clicks it. So if you click it, you pay the processing fee. If you don't, we pay it. We're paying thousands of dollars every year in processing fees for your online giving, which we appreciate. But if you were to pay the processing fee, uh, we would save thousands of dollars uh, in our offertory. So if, you, if and when you go on to increase or decrease your online giving this, for this year, uh, please check that box, would you? That would be amazing. So um, Paul says we're imitators of Christ. We imitate Christ. People see Christ. And seeing Christ, they imitate Christ and pass that on to their families, their spouses, their kids, the, the, the people, their friends, their, and the, the people with whom they work. That, my brothers and sisters, and what we do here as a parish is called radical solidarity. And it's all because of you. You're amazing. So thank you. All right? So pray for me. I'm going to race downtown and uh, uh, do, uh, uh, do it down at the next Mass. God bless you. Love you all. Thank you.